This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Turning to the war in Ukraine now, the U.S. government's latest military aid to the war-torn nation, the White House has announced it will send $325 million in a new security package. This one includes additional funding for high-mobility artillery rocket systems, or HIMARS. It will also provide more weaponry and ammunition, namely over 9 million rounds of small arms ammunition as Ukrainian troops on the front line reportedly deal with shortages. Monday will mark 14 months of war in Eastern Europe, including after a long winter. As the weather warms up in Ukraine, the U.S. and its allies are reportedly struggling to keep Western weapons technology out of Russia's hands. In November of 2021, Dr. Fauci told Senator Rand Paul under oath that the NIH did not fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, despite having been explicitly told in an email in January of 2021 that NIH had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan Institute through the EcoHealth Alliance. During the committee's initial origins hearing, in March, I asked former CDC Director Dr. Redfield whether the NIH, NIH was funding or had funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute, and he told me, direct quote, no doubt, unquote, NIH was funding this research in Wuhan, refuting Dr. Fauci's claims. Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Mr. Ratcliffe. Uh, do you agree with Dr. Redfield? I do. Given what we know now, if you were in Dr. Fauci's position, would you have denied that N the NIH's role in gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab? No. Do you think that Dr. Fauci lied under oath? I think that uh, some of Dr. Fauci's testimony is um, inconsistent with uh, some of the intelligence that uh, we have that remains um, uh, classified, uh, as well as inconsistent with some information that is publicly available. Welcome to a very busy Thursday in the war room. You got Natalie Winters here hosting instead of Stephen K. Bannon, but we have a bunch of very good guests. We should have Dr. Sebastian Gorka joining us imminently to talk about the latest breaking news. But do you want the good news or the bad news first? I'll give you guys the good news. BuzzFeed News is going out of business. They're no longer a thing. But the bad news, Dan Bongino is no longer with Fox News. Joining us to break all of that down, I think we should have Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Your thoughts, your reactions to the news that Dan Bongino is no longer with Fox. 
Well, I, I hate to correct uh, Steve's co-host, but both of those news items are excellent news items. So BuzzFeed is the gutter of the gutter press. May they burn in hell for what they do to people who speak the truth and love this country. So goodbye, BuzzFeed. And Dan's news, Dan actually told me three weeks ago, he kept me in confidence about his plans. Uh, uh, Drudge Report, can you grow up, you cretins? He didn't get fired by Fox. Dan refused to re-up his contract because Fox are, well, their brand is, let's just put it mildly tarnished. They just lost a $730 million suit with Dominion, and uh, they're just not a conservative outlet anymore. So, Dan, I can't talk for him, but he's got some very, very exciting things he will announce in the not-too-distant future. So, this is a red-letter day. If you believe in real journalism, if you love America, it's a good day today, Natalie. It's good to hear. Well, you obviously worked very close with President Donald J. Trump, specifically national security, intel, all that fun stuff. And I don't think you've joined War Room since a lot of these Ukraine leaks have happened. These intel reports from the Pentagon, very highly classified documents, at least allegedly. I'd love to get your reactions to all of that, what the latest breaking news is with regard to that whole fiasco. Right. So we've had some fun with Steve in the past debating on Ukraine. Uh, I'm not an isolationist like mm -hmm. Tucker. I think when a KGB colonel invades another country, that's a bad thing. And we need to punch him on the nose. If uh, France, if Spain, if Holland hadn't assisted uh, George Washington and the founding fathers, this nation we live in today would still be part of the British Commonwealth. So helping other nations fight for their freedom is a good thing. Uh, I'm not a fan of sending pallets of cash to Kiev which is one of the most corrupt countries in the world, but they get to defend themselves. And if 1776 means something to Americans and patriots, well, the war against the KGB colonel in the Kremlin uh, should mean something to us as well. When it comes to uh, Jack Tashira and, and this leak, uh, first things first, stop it with the conspiracy theories, please. A 21-year-old can have access to some of the highest level intelligence we have. Why? If four-star generals don't type up intel reports, okay? They have to be managed, collated, handled by very junior officers. So it's not a surprise that somebody at his low rank and age can have access to TSSCI. Uh, on top of that, I want it to be very clear to everybody listening to the war room, because we've had some so-called conservatives last weekend after the arrest call this individual a whistleblower and a hero, he is neither a whistleblower or a hero. Despite, you know, revealing things about Ukraine, that's not his job to do. If you're a whistleblower, the Whistleblower Act is very clear. If you see corruption, lies, malfeasance in the U.S. government, you go to the oversight organ. You go to the relevant committee of Congress. If it's, you know, if it's something to do with Homeland Security or the judiciary, you can pick uh, Jim Jordan. You can go to Matt Gates. Or if you don't want to be a formal whistleblower, you do what people have done over the ages since the Pentagon Papers. You take it to a media outlet that publishes it. This guy did neither. 
He distributed hundreds of top-secret classified documents to his 30 computer gaming buddies on his Discord chat room. That's not about the public interest. He was flexing. He's an idiot. He's a punk. He, he needn't be arrested by, you know, the FBI SWAT team in an armored personnel carrier. That was a joke. But this guy's an idiot. He's not a hero. He's a moron. I'm just curious, you've obviously followed the national security apparatus very closely. You, as I said, worked for President Donald J. Trump. I'm just curious, again, you don't have to support the actions of this individual. I think even Steve would probably agree, you know, it compromises those who are downrange, the safety and security of Americans and people who are providing us with intel. But I'm just curious, branching out from this, what you think the ramifications will be not necessarily for this individual, but more broadly, in other words, do you think the Biden regime will sort of use this story to crack down on these alternative messaging platforms like Discord? Do you think they're going to use it to really push back against disinformation and misinformation, of course, yeah. about their golden child, which is Ukraine? I know we slightly disagree on that, but I'm just curious what you think the next steps are uh, I, in this I, kind of incident, what the fallout will be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you look at this disastrous legislation in front of Congress right now that would basically, you know, give the power of the state to do whatever it wants with, with Internet communications. Yes, they, if, if, if it's an alternative form of communication, they can't control. Absolutely. That's that's why they went after Signal. What was it, 18 months ago? And despite being a foreign company, the FBI, with a, without a warrant, managed to get the owners of Signal to totally acquiesce and give them access to all of that so-called uh, uh, so uh, encryption communication system. When it comes to this, let's be clear about this document. I, I still have my clearance. I got to be, you know, circumspect about what I what I say. But if you look at just the 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 types of materials the mainstream media has stated were leaked by this individual, it's not just top secret signals intelligence or maps of dislocation of forces. There's actually human intelligence reporting in there. Now, that's the most delicate of all. That's when a human being literally risks their life to provide us with intelligence. So you asked about ramifications. I'll tell you what one of the most appalling ramifications is. Human beings in countries like Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, who are considering risking everything to provide America with very valuable intelligence, will now think twice. They'll say, what if a 20-year-old PFC in, you know, Fort Polk gets hold of my human intelligence reporting and I'm identified? I'll be dead within 24 hours. So there's all kinds of ramifications, some of which will be exploited by the Biden administration, others which will lead, sadly, to the... Um, potential deaths of some of the bravest people who have risked their lives for us in America. Real quick, before we got to let you go, I'm curious, sir, you're obviously a staunch supporter of the president. I remember seeing you down at Mar-a-Lago when he announced I lost the sound two months there. ago time. Cert certainly. Hello. Can you can you hear me? I've got no sound. Well, we'll keep going on if he can't hear us. You know, it's certainly interesting timing, I think, at least in my humble opinion. Again, no conspiracies here in the war room. But remember that whole Restrict Act that they were pushing where they basically wanted the federal government to be able to control 
all of your messaging platforms, all the way down to the ring doorbell at your house. Then suddenly we have these leaks. Certainly curious timing. We might have Dr. Gorka back on with yes. us. Do we? Yes, sorry. So, well, Yay, well, well, okay. I, I lost you for a second. Yeah. I don't know. With go, you, go. I always say with my guests, it's usually the Chinese Communist Party or, or Big Pharma. With you, maybe Russia? No, maybe, maybe the Chinese Communist Party? No. Anyways, I'm just curious. Before I had to let you go, I just wanted your thought. Yeah. There's some kind of narrative developing, fomenting in the mainstream media that this bump that Trump enjoyed in the polls from the whole arraignment indictment situation is fading, is dissipating rather quickly. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whoever whoever's propagating that uh, narrative talk, talking point should take up stand-up comedy because they're amazing comedians. Uh, on <laughs> on my radio show, America First, uh, I, I I talked about the latest, the hottest poll where President Trump has a 17% lead over Ron DeSantis, and where 69%. This is a, a CNBC poll. 69% of Americans have a seriously negative opinion of the economy which is the the most disturbing the highest proportion of those polled in the 17 years of this specific poll so you're telling me president trump is crushing ron desantis and biden's more unpopular than anybody any president in the last 17 years when it comes to rating the economy and we're supposed to believe that my old boss is in trouble. Yeah, if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you in Connecticut. So, no, President Trump is doing very well, very well, thank you. Look at the reception, Natalie, he received in Miami at the UFC event. Look at the way he walked into the arena. There's that seminal moment where he's standing at the table next to the ring, that beaming smile on his face. And I, I reposted it on my Truth Social, my Twitter, and I said, does this look like a guy who's worried? I don't think so. He shouldn't be. He always knows how to take on the deep state and yeah. fight for us, fight for the forgotten people. Dr. Gorka, thank you for joining me. Where can people follow you on social media and, of course, tune into your show and find you on Locals? Right, so I've got a website, sadgorka.com, sebastiangorka.com. You can listen to me uh, on whatever podcast platform you like. Just look for America First, Sebastian Gorka. We're on every social media platform that matters except the fascistic YouTube. So we're on Rumble, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And for my personal content and access to me, it's my Substack, which is my name is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's sebastiangorka.substack.com. And don't forget, whatever the deal is you're looking for my pillow etc the Cut promo code now. is g-o-r-k-a <laughs> <laughs> promo code warroom it's the best that's disinformation thank you so much for joining us i think i saw my face on uh his as the lead story on his news site but stay with us we got monica crowley Dr. Robert Malone, an America First legal representative, their deputy director of investigations, joining us to break down what is this very hot, very, very fire news cycle. We'll be right back after the break. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. 
This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. Whenever I'm in the mood to torture myself, I like to watch MSNBC. This morning was particularly good. I don't think they can go a show without saying the word Ukraine. You should have seen the way they were salivating about this new spring offensive that the Ukrainian troops are allegedly going to launch. The way they were describing it, it sounded like a fashion line was introducing their new spring line, except it's totally underwritten by the U.S. taxpayer. Speaking of that, I think we should have Monica Crowley joining us via phone, unfortunately, today. Uh, But I knew when I saw that Zelensky and his cronies were getting $325 million more in aid. That adds to the, what is it? I can't even count. It's too big a number to say on this show. Uh, An aid that they've already received, uh, but that the Biden regime wants to give them even more money. Your thoughts, Monica. Thank you for joining us. Well, it's always a pleasure, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me, as usual, and you are killing it, as always. Uh, you know, I think it's the, uh, the perfect subject to discuss this week about the continual outflow of hard-earned taxpayer money into the Ukraine corrupt money pit that we have this discussion during tax week. Most Americans filed their taxes this week. Many Americans had to write big checks to the IRS to do what exactly? What exactly are our hard-earned tax dollars buying? And if we drill down into Ukraine, well, you don't want to say the number, but I'm happy to, Natalie. So far in the year plus that this war has been ongoing, the American taxpayer has pumped $200 billion plus into this war effort into Ukraine. There has been constant reporting by War Room and others that upwards of about, what, 60%, maybe more, of the actual material, military material that has flowed into Ukraine, ostensibly to push back the Russian uh, forces, nobody knows where that is. Nobody knows where the actual military material we've transferred is. And then when you focus down on the money, nobody is quite sure where this $200 billion plus is. Where did it go? Is it at the front lines? Well, it's been reported that they can't account for much of this. It hasn't gone to the front lines. It hasn't gone to the Ukrainian troops. We don't know where it is. 
So and during this tax week, I think most Americans would be particularly outraged to know that so much of their hard-earned money has gone into this corrupt Bermuda Triangle of this Ukraine war, where the United States really has no interest whatsoever in this intra-Slavic conflict. It is completely outrageous. And I've said it before to Steve, I've said it to you, not one more penny for Ukraine, not one more bullet for Ukraine, unless and until we have a full, transparent accountability of where all of the money and material have gone so far. No, definitely. And meanwhile, America is facing pretty massive shortages of ammo and, and necessary military equipment. We're putting Ukraine first and America last. Quite, quite literally, even the woke doctrine that they're spewing up at the Pentagon now, I don't even know how you justify that. But apparently, if it's Ukraine, it doesn't matter. We must give them all of our taxpayer dollars. How much is, is too much? I don't think there's an answer to that question, but talking about what else our tax dollars are getting us is, of course, corruption in Washington, D.C., that that comes as no surprise to anyone. You told me that you were fortunate to interview Representative James Comer talking about this story for your wonderful and amazing podcast about how there's some whistleblowers, uh, I believe, over at the, the IRS who are talking about how political appointees in Biden's DOJ are basically running cover for what is some very, very, very shady business activity conducted by none other than the uh, prodigal son, Hunter Biden. What did you learn with your interview from him? Um, and, and what is happening over at the IRS and the DOJ? Yes, well, thank you, Natalie. I did just uh, about an hour ago speak to Chairman uh, James Comer of House Oversight. You'll be able to hear my entire interview with him tomorrow on the Monica Crowley podcast, so please tune in for that. And he told me, you know, I asked him initially about this report, uh, first reported by the Wall Street Journal yesterday, that a senior IRS figure, someone who is a career, not a political appointee, but a career who is in the criminal division, um, uh, really tasked with investigating criminal activity, that he has sought whistleblower protections now from the Congress to come forward without fear of retribution from the IRS or the Department of Treasury to come forward and really deconstruct what he describes as significant wrongdoing and mishandling of the Hunter Biden case. Keep in mind that the Hunter Biden case has been ongoing since 2018. We are now in the fifth year of this investigation. It began in the Trump years, obviously, but then the, the politicals, the, the careers, there are so many. We, we all know about the deep corruption in these institutions, but there are so many individuals who have buried the story, did not want to go forward, you know, during a presidential election year in 2020 with Hunter. And then once, of course, we had Hunter's father uh, begin his presidency and have full control of the Department of Justice and the FBI, then, of course, the, the investigation has been completely buried, even though technically it's ongoing. So this individual is coming forward. And what Chairman Comer told me is that they are unearthing some incredible things they obviously just heard about this whistleblower, so apparently he has uh, documentation. He's got real evidence. This is not just his speculation about this, but he's coming forward with real evidence to show 
that the Attorney General Merrick Garland, the Department of Justice, the FBI, have been burying the Hunter Biden investigation, covering for it now, at least for the last nearly two and a half years. So that's one track. The other track that Chairman Comer, uh, Comer talked to me about was the fact that House Oversight went on a field trip this week to my old stomping grounds, the Department of Treasury, to examine these suspicious activities reports that have been filed over the years against the entire Biden crime family, Joe, Hunter, Jim, you name it. What they have discovered is that it's now about nine Biden family members who have been on the take with all of these millions flowing into Biden family coffers and accounts. And I have to tell you that, you know, if you are flagged with one suspicious activity report, which is a report that a bank gives to the Treasury Department when it is um, aware of any kind of what they describe as suspicious activity, which could be potential illegal activity and or potential yeah. Uh, business transactions that could jeopardize national security, it's flagged for Treasury that then is compelled to do an investigation. If you have one, that's pretty sketch, right? Well, we are hearing that the Biden crime Certainly. family has perhaps 250 of these. And what Chairman Comer told me today, Natalie, is that they have discovered some really, really outrageous international business transactions. I asked him about how much he said his estimation about, you know, in the tens of millions and from where? Well, certainly Ukraine, but also entities directly tied to the CCP and the Chinese wow. military. Wow. And if people want to follow you and get that podcast, where can they go to watch? Yes. Thank you, Natalie. So my podcast is available wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. And it's called the Monica Crowley Podcast, and it's, again, available three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tomorrow, I've got Chairman Comer, so I hope you'll all subscribe and tune in. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, Natalie. Thank you. Of course. And I think we should have Dr. Malone up. Now, we only got a few minutes before we got to jump to break. I'm obviously going to hold you, but real quick... Uh, I know you've obviously been a leading voice in this kind of vaccine, mRNA, COVID origins, the COVID truther movement. So I'm sure you have some thoughts on RFK Jr. officially launching his presidential bid. If you could enlighten the war room posse as to your take, I'd appreciate that. So I was at his announcement uh, yesterday in Boston. I just uh, flew in this afternoon and uh it, it was a fascinating hour and 45 minute speech in which he covered a broad range of topics. I was stunned at how aligned many of those topics in his positions were with uh, war room positions. For instance, we've just been talking about Ukraine and Bobby came out with some very clear statements that were quite bold regarding whether or not, and he said explicitly, the Ukraine is not in our national interest and we must have a serious conversation, which pretty much mirrors what you just said. We must have a serious conversation about continuing with Ukraine. He was spoke at length about pulling back the war machine and all of these foreign expenses in uh, um, foreign adventures. 
and bringing it back and investing that capital in the United States. He led off with a lengthy uh, section speaking about his long history in, let's call it more traditional environmentalism. In, in general, the overall speech struck me. I, I was trying grasping for what, what to use to express it, in which he, there was a strong effort to create something, a, a document, something called a Kennedy Democrat. And what is a Kennedy Democrat? I think that the best way I can summarize that is a Kennedy Democrat is a pre-Jimmy Carter. A Kennedy Democrat, according to the thesis that was put forward by RFK Jr., was really is the type of person who is still very focused on growth of the middle class, sustaining the working class, and um, uh, going back to a lot of the positions of the 70s. Hang with us through the break. I've always said it's not Republicans and Democrats, it's the uniparty elites. And us, the War Room Posse, and I think RFK Jr. is a perfect representation of that. We'll be right back. we got Dr. Malone, John Zadrozny from America First Legal joining us to give us the latest. We'll be right back. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee, and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Stephen K. Bath. Make sure you use promo code WARROOM if you feel so compelled to go to the MyPillow website and check out their new MyPillow 2.0. You might need some very good night's sleep to recover from the nightmares you might have when you hear what we're about to talk about with Dr. Malone and about Anthony Fauci and what he was doing with, again, your taxpayer dollars, the mismanaged, or actually, I guess it was probably intentionally uh, directed to fund gain-of-function research. It wasn't mismanagement, uh, but at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But like I said, make sure you use promo code WARROOM. But, Dr. Malone, before we let you go, I'm just curious, people who were tuned into the opening of the show saw our cold open where you see the former DNI John Ratcliffe basically saying, indirectly, sort of in Washington, D.C., you know, political politicians speak, uh, that Anthony Fauci perjured himself, likely. I'm just curious... 
Do you think now there's certainly enough evidence? I saw you had flagged some interesting documents that Judicial Watch had obtained from HHS about EcoHealth Alliance's creation of mutant coronaviruses. Do you think it's pretty clear now, and as the days go by, clearer and clearer that Anthony Fauci did perjure himself when he said no gain-of-function research occurred at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? You know, that's an interesting angle, um, because what these documents that have been revealed by uh, Judicial Watch and Tom Finton show is that a lot of this work was actually done by EcoHealth Alliance in the U.S., and so was he splitting hairs by saying that this wasn't being done at Wuhan Institute of Virology because it was actually done in the States and then shipped there? That's a possibility. I, I think that uh, from everything that I see, I conclude that he did perjure himself and quite intentionally and quite aggressively, really, with the senator. I, I In retrospect, it was an amazing exchange. And uh, what these new documents from Tom Fitton show is that the U.S. government directly funded and continues to fund not only the engineering of this particular virus, and a lot of details are included in our substack from today titled The Worst Atrocity in the History of the World Has Been Confirmed. We have over 10 million deaths worldwide associated with this virus. But also they were engineering the Middle Eastern Respiratory Virus, MERS, and uh, doing the similar types of work with that virus that they were doing with the SARS variants. And they appear to have done some slate of hand with defining um, their new viruses as, non, uh, um, as not being controlled substances in the same way. And so that allowed them to proceed with their work because they weren't declared uh, a high level pathogen threat. It's, it's all, it's all too too scammy. It's it's disgusting, really, and it appears to be consistent with the overall culture of the uh, NIH and, frankly, this uh, presidential administration of catch me if you can, and uh, if I I'll just go ahead and break the law, and I'll see you in court in a couple of years if you're lucky, and a million dollars later. This this whole game of breaking the law and then. Yeah. Uh, um, giggling about it, you know, essentially, is is stunning to me. The burden of proof, it's certainly an interesting application of it when it comes to Anthony Fauci and his colleagues over at EcoHealth Alliance. But Dr. Malone, I know you have, like I said, like you said, a wonderful Substack piece out. How can people follow you and get access to your, your writings and, and all of the wonderful work you do? Well, thanks a lot. The Substack is our main outlet. Of course, we're on Gab, Getter, Truth Social, and Twitter, uh, at RWMaloneMD. Uh, that's, that's the fan account. That's not my account. Um, but I'll take it, I guess. Uh, um, Denver. And, uh, at Substack, it's, it's RWMaloneMD.substack.com. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. It's no surprise that you have a fan account. I think we should very shortly have John Zadrozny. He is the Deputy Director of Investigations over at America First Legal, joining us to break down not only the immigration debate going on at the Hill, but also the latest with the Mar-a-Lago raid. I don't know about you. You guys have probably seen in the news, it was one of the lead stories in Politico this morning, about the ongoing debate on the Hill about what they're going to do when it comes to proposing legislation surrounding immigration. I don't know about you guys, but I always 
sort of check out whenever I see that because it seems to me they always just say comprehensive immigration reform, bunch of Republicans de defect and support amnesty, and then crazy deranged leftists call for open borders. But someone who has an inside scoop, you are the former acting chief of staff at the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and, of course, an advisor to Donald Trump during the 2016 administration. Uh, can you sort of break down in layman's terms what's going on in the Hill right now when it comes to immigration legislation? Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me on. Uh, your assessment of what usually happens is spot on. Uh, usually, whenever Republicans uh, start talking about immigration, uh, conservatives and uh, people who believe in the United States start face palming because that's automatically, basically, they're moving toward something that has amnesty in it, and it's all the goodies the left wants and nothing that the national security apparatus of the country needs for the best interest of the people. But I will say this to the credit of Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans in Congress, including Jim Jordan, who's the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, they did take a major good step in the right direction yesterday. Uh, they spent 12 hours marking up a bill, which was a combination of several different bills from different members. And uh, it's a really good package, basically. And it's it's nice to see the Republicans fight together successfully for the right things and not cave in the face of the left. And uh, so far, so good. Um, it does basically, Natalie, what it does is it does, it prevents the administration from abusing discretion. And it really essentially boils it down to them having three options when it comes to dealing with illegal aliens. It's detention, removal, or remain in Mexico. Uh, and it cleans up a lot of mistakes that have happened over the years, um, including too much discretion for the judiciary regarding dictating how aliens are housed and detained. So it's a great step in the right direction. We have to give credit where credit's due because usually we're disappointed. So now we're excited. So we've got to be happy about it. This is a first. Usually I'm the first to attack and decry our Republican elected officials for backing amnesty because that seems to be the only policy that they, they know how to support when it comes to immigration. But to pivot real quick, since obviously, like I said, you're now with America First Legal, uh, you guys have been filing really wonderful lawsuits, I would say the right wing's version of, of lawfare, but done very highbrow, very intellectually. Uh, can you give us an update? Because I don't think anyone from your organization has been on to talk about what you guys have been doing with regard to the Mar-a-Lago raid. So what you guys have done in the past and what these new Freedom of Information Act requests that you guys are filing and inquiries with the inspector general, just sort of give us a, a rundown, please. Absolutely, Danalise. So we were one of the first organizations to be curious about the raid, the nature of the raid, what happened, and everything that led to it. Uh, we issued a FOIA request, several FOIA requests, actually, including to the Department of Justice, uh, the National Archives, and so on. And uh, what we found was pretty stunning. Uh, if you'll recall, uh, Natalie, back in the day, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre from the White House podium said that we had no information about the raid, no information whatsoever, no knowledge of it. We found out about it on Twitter, right? Because it's perfectly okay for your DOJ to raid the home of a former president and you wouldn't get a heads up. Um, and I think most people were willing to give them a sort of a pass on the idea that, of course, they knew the Department of Justice, the FBI, were not going to raid the home of a former president without letting the current president know because it's a big deal. But they, they were even lying about the circumstances for how this all came about. It turns out that the White House requested on behalf of the Department of Justice for what's called a special access request to the boxes that uh, NARA had recovered from Mar-a-Lago prior to the summertime raid. Now, what that tells me is, uh, my, my theory is two things. Um, in May, when this happened, um, 
they were already cognizant of the fact that Donald Trump was likely to run again for re-election. So I think they were looking to zing him. But I almost think more importantly, they realized as early as that special access request back in May of 2022, that Joe Biden had a classified document mess of his own. And I figured they thought, gosh, what's the best way to neutralize this? Get out in front of it. Uh, make it look like Donald Trump is the bad actor here, even though we can have an argument about whether or not he actually did declassify those documents because, you know, he was the president. And uh, they knew that this was going to become a big mess for Joe Biden later, so they figured they'd make it look like Donald Trump was a problem, and then they could make the American public tired about talking about classified documents by the time everything broke about Joe Biden in the fall. Sure. This, this, so the special access request, which I guess uh, abbreviated would be SAR, not to be confused with the SARS that Hunter Biden has over at the Treasury <laughs> Department that they've been hiding. But I think this sort of brings me again to a broader point, which is the weaponization of the DOJ against Donald Trump. And I'm inclined to bring up, as Mike Davis has mentioned many times on the show, Matthew Colangelo, someone who departed the Biden DOJ only to go join and work for Alvin Bragg. And then a month or two later, you see the indictment and then arraignment of Donald Trump. So I'm just curious, again, as someone who's very involved in this fight on the legal battle, you know, this weaponization of the DOJ, it's not just confined to the Mar-a-Lago raid. It's a lot more broader and systemic in terms of going after Donald Trump, correct? I, that's correct. I mean, I think it's pretty fair, Natalie, based on what we've seen for the last two and a half years, that this Department of Justice is like a third world tin hat type of law enforcement regime, and they will attack enemies. The first taste we really had of this, if we had any doubts beforehand, was in the summer and fall of 2021, the first year of Joe Biden's administration, where they discovered that American parents at school board meetings were the biggest terrorists in the country. Uh, and it only got worse from there. The, the, what they did to Donald Trump is what you literally see in third world banana republics, uh, uh, where they use the system, the machinery of government to destroy political enemies. And, uh, you know, we can have discussions about a lot of things, the merits of policies and so on. But once you start weaponizing the federal law enforcement mechanism against political opponents, that's a problem. Now, that's not to say, for emphasis, it's not to say that you shouldn't pursue investigations of actual criminal activity when you come across them. I think what the left is going to realize is they have opened quite the Pandora's box here, because the reality is for years, Republicans and nonpartisan law enforcement officials have been told, you can't go after Democrats, so that's, we're above the fray, we're elected officials, I think that, that's over now. And the, the downside for the Democrats is they break more crimes than Republicans, or sorry, they break more laws than Republicans do, at least, you know, more openly, more flagrantly. I'm not saying Republicans don't, but I think they've, they've created a mess for themselves, and I'm looking forward to see them dealing with the mess. Of course. So your organization, America First Legal, you know, what are the next steps? Where do you guys go from here? Can you guys give a sort of a, a game plan in terms of what the end goal is? Got about a minute. Yeah, so uh, that's a great question, Natalie. Uh, one thing we did immediately, in fact, we did it earlier this week, is we sent a formal request to the inspectors general of the Department of Justice and the National Archives to look into this, because the short version is uh, there is a lawful way to share documents with the current administration, but this was not it, and we're hoping that they will take a, a long, hard look at it. Uh, the bottom line is we're probably going to have to work with Congress, I and mean, we're willing to help them now. They are going to need to look into this as a major issue that should be taken up by the oversight committees in the House and maybe some one day the Senate. Um, yeah, and we'll do whatever needs to be done, but we'll pursue this and keep pursuing this and other issues at America First Legal. And uh, we've got a lot to do here. It's just the truth is important, and uh, it's more important now than ever. Awesome. And where can people follow you and stay up to date with what you guys are doing on this case? Uh, 
thanks, Natalie. Yeah, everyone, come check us out at aflegal.org. That's aflegal.org. We're involved in quite a bit. We've got a lot of fun things going on. And if you are out there and you're seeing insanity, you're working for a woke company, you're working for a federal agency that's broken, give us a call. We'd love to hear what you have to say and work with you. aflegal.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. Take care. I'm old enough to remember when Joe Biden was storing classified documents. Nothing really happened to him. And remember, Anthony Blinken, the now Secretary of State, ran a consulting firm selling access uh, from the Chinese Communist Party to the Penn Biden Center, the very Penn Biden Center that was hosting these classified documents. But I don't know about you, I didn't see any raids going on. These people are just getting rich, and then you have political appointees and the highly weaponized DOJ defending them, just like we saw from that whistleblower report coming from the IRS. We'll be right back after this break. Hang in there. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders, the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Welcome back to The War Room. I can't believe we're almost done with the show, but I think you can tell a lot about a person and a politician by their response to the term America first. Certainly a lot of people have said that's a racist term. You can't say that putting America first. That means you're putting other countries last. Well, that's kind of the point of being a country, being a sovereign nation state. Also important is making sure we take care of our veterans and our first responders and people who have made the ultimate sacrifice to defend the freedoms that allow me to sit here and host a show and say whatever I want. Thank you to Real America's Voice for always letting me do that. 
But we have an organization that I want to bring on, the, the vice president, um, a man by the name of Nick Davis from the group 220. Um, before we get into what exactly your organization is and what you guys do, I'd love to just get your thoughts again, sort of the inside baseball, because there's been some reporting coming out about how the VA is just having wait times for veterans. That is just exorbitant. You're talking over a month to get access to basic health care and mental health uh, really necessities for, again, these veterans who, like I said, really have made the ultimate sacrifice. What are your thoughts with the mismanagement, really, of the VA going on right now? Well, I appreciate you having me on. And I think that, um, you know, the, the gap that has been there, that's kind of how we got formed. Uh, Dan Jarvis, who spoke 220 into existence, was our founder. He's my best friend. Uh, he had the, that exact uh, situation where he had gone to the VA and had appointments scheduled that got canceled and canceled. And you kind of become disenfranchised and you end up walking away and that's when we lose people. And I think that was Dan's fire that got lit. We need to, we need to stand in the gap. He was struggling with post-traumatic stress uh, greatly at the time. And he said, we're going to find a way to solve it. You know, I, and I thought he was a little crazy, but when he asked me to help him uh, get that formed and, and we both have been tied at the hip and there's been many people on this mission. And that's really what we're seeing. We see a lot of veterans that will come to us and they, they've been looking for help. Um, I think there's, there's probably a lot of great people at the VA that are trying to help, but maybe the tools and resources aren't there. I don't know the particular reason, but our mission is to focus on standing in that gap and being there for our brothers and sisters that have worn that uniform and are um, coming back and struggling. And what exactly do you guys do at 220? And for the members of the War Room Posse who are listening, if they want to support you guys, how can they do that? But more importantly, the VA is not really meeting the mark. How can they reach out to you guys for support and help? So get help at 220, then the word Z-E-R-O. You can come right in. You will be linked up with a coach within 24 hours. So when you come to our website, there is no cost uh, to work with us, any cost to the veteran or first responder. Um, you can uh, plan on and you can we can guarantee you that you're going to get somebody working with you live very quickly. Um, some people have even you would come right to me. So what we do, what our process is, we have a neurological process that will disconnect the emotions from trauma. So the way I like to explain it um, in layman's terms is think about a traumatic event and you have emotions that get seared to that event. And then that memory basically gets stuck in your amygdala and that's activating that fight or flight response, which many of us veterans um, have experienced trauma in our life, whether it was childhood or during service time and you can't get away from it. And our processes will rapidly disconnect post-traumatic stress, anxiety and other negative emotions like rage, guilt, etc. And it's permanent and it's not using uh, talk therapy. So if you come to work with us, we don't know, need to know any details about anything you've gone through, whether it was childhood, your military experience um, or otherwise. And we do we train peer to peer. So we created a system where we have trained other veterans and first responders in our processes. So if I'm a Marine, which I'm an Air Force guy, so the Marines would probably pick on me for this. But if I was a Marine, I'd be a little tougher and I'd be able to get linked up with a Marine. You know, I'd have a fellow Marine that could be my coach, walk me through these processes, have the neurological dis disconnect. And the next thing you know, I'm sleeping amazing. I don't have rage or anger issues and I'm peaceful. And we have worked with thousands and thousands of veterans. What we constantly get back that might um, 
hit home right here with, with this segment is that we constantly have people saying to us, how come everybody doesn't know about this? How is this not mainstream? And, you know, sometimes I ask the same question because we've talked to a lot of people in high up positions. The whole point of this nonprofit getting started was to become irrelevant. We want to work ourselves out of a job. And the best, the best thing that I think veterans do is when there's a problem, we find a way to solve it. And when we band together and we worked on, on that issue, we find a way to figure it out. And we're not looking for credibility. We're not looking for accolades. The best thing that we can get is a microphone and people can send their people to us for help. Um, obviously, as a nonprofit, we're constantly looking for funding because the more funding we get, the more veterans that get um, saved. We, that's the way we heal our heroes. That's our mission tagline, work ourselves out of a job. Of course. I love it. And again, what was the website and how can people stay in contact with you? Do you have any social media so, coordinates? Absolutely. So our website is 220.org. And if you need help, you can go right to the website and you'll see get help at 220. And you'll be able to click there, request help. Uh, Trisha, who is our case manager, will contact you almost immediately and you'll get linked up with a coach. Um, you can contact um, also veterans come through our anxietyguys.com website. Any veterans that come to Dan and I, because we are now running that business, will get redirected right to 220. If you'd like to contact me, it's Nick Davis at 220.org or Dr. Arnell, Pam Arnell, Dr. Arnell Thank at 220.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick, and thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. And I think your hair looks great. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you must have heard me in the break. I was lamenting that my hair didn't look good. But on a more serious note, I know people always miss Steve's rants when I'm filling in, but I try my best. But it really is just absurd that we live in, again, Say it again, the third world type country where not only do we not put our veterans first to the point where they have to wait months to get basic health care and mental health to the point where they're turned away the door at the VA. Meanwhile, our southern border is open as porous as it possibly could be to illegal immigrants who've done nothing to defend or help this country. But they get chauffeured and nice planes and nice bus rides and train rides to the entire country. By the way, there's just a report that a lot of these people aren't even vaccinated against polio or tuberculosis and they're causing new outbreaks of these diseases, directly impacting and hurting the lives of other Americans. Oh, and meanwhile, we're also gonna send $200 billion to Ukraine because we're a serious country. We're not, and I hope you remember that, especially today when it's tax week, what all your tax dollars are going to support. Stephen K. Bannon will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you for hanging with me. Uh, I guess battleground. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants. 
to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 